All right. Well, welcome into the first episode of the Pod of Slow Fellows. I'm John. I'm here with Brandon. Um, I guess my my co-host. Do we have a host for this? I don't. I don't know. You know, co-hosts, hosts, whatever. Yeah, you're but, definitely uh, the host. I'm definitely <laughs> the host. Although this was your idea, so you know, I, I think we'll start with kind of why we're doing this podcast, and I'll I'll let you kind of introduce that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks, John. I I mean, the first off is basically we're the most qualified people to do the podcast we you know may not have won the most championships in fact i've never won a championship my best finish is third average finish is seventh uh so but you know what they say those who can't win podcast and so john and i combined for tied in last place uh, in the league last year so uh in that sense we're the most qualified to do a podcast uh, but the other thing is, you know, we're all busy and so it's hard to find time to do things together, but we figured everybody's got time to listen to a podcast. Even Toby, uh, we know he listens to fantasy football podcasts with, you know, his deep sleeper Damien Pierce that he was going after that nobody knew about. Uh, so we figured we'd make some content just for our league. Yeah, that, and, uh, and we kind of get to, you know, make fun of everyone, including ourselves. So hopefully, you know, there'll be some, uh, blunders made along the way this year but uh we'll, you know we'll make sure to point those out but we'll also make sure to point out the uh, the good things that the people do this year that's right you definitely better have some thick skin boys because we're gonna not pull any punches uh but know that it's all all in good fun yeah and so uh yeah so this is kind of i think what brandon are gonna try to do this this year um I, i'll be doing this kind of in in lieu of my uh power rankings i did last year but uh, we'll see how that goes. I know Brandon was probably one of my biggest fans for the uh, the power ranking. So now that uh, my audience is now my podcast partner, I guess we'll we'll see who else cares about what I have to say in <laughs> in this league. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying we better get at least eight listens a week. Uh, so and then maybe my mom. So maybe nine. We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> Yeah, my mom does not use podcasts, so she won't be listening <laughs> to this. But um, but before we get into this first episode, where we're just going to kind of do a little review of the draft, kind of some of our thoughts about how the season's kicked off, and and then kind of go into some thoughts about people's teams this year. Um, I I just want to say that you know I, I've I've got some signs that this is is my year again. Okay, um, you know I was at the mountaintop two years ago, and then as you said, came crashing down to the bottom last year, but we're going to be back because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the, the, the vibes for, for slow, for Cal Poly, you know, I'm out here in Virginia, like 15,000 people live in this, in this little town I'm in. I'm out on the trail a couple weeks ago. I'm out on the trail running. This girl runs by, she's wearing a Cal Poly hat. And I'm like, Hey, do you go to Cal Poly? She stops. Apparently she's an architecture student there right now. Then like, a few days later, I'm in the grocery store parking lot and this car is backing out and it actually has a Cal Poly alumni license plate frame. And so I'm like waving at the guy with the groceries in my hand and he rolls his window down. I'm like, Hey, did you go to Cal Poly? And he's like, yeah. And, uh, and so we chatted for a few minutes and you know, he was, he's older than, than we are. He was there in like the late eighties. Um, and then a few days later, I'm at the pool talking to the dad of, of, uh, a friend of, of, um, wills from from daycare and it turns out he was born in san luis obispo so i'm like i'm channeling 
the Cal Poly and, and slow vibes right now into into my fantasy uh, for the win this year. Oh, well, John, it's going to be hard to to fight off that. That's definitely some Cal Poly vibes going. Uh, so I'm going to do my best, though, to beat you this year because I'm hoping this is finally my year to win it all. That's what uh, that's what sleepers saying. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Although, although, you know, Ricky, I, I, I'd love to see where these uh, these rankings are that that sleeper gave out. I, I, I was trying to look around. I, I couldn't find it. So um, yeah. maybe maybe I'm, I'm old. I can't figure out this new this new technology you guys have put on me here. Ricky, you got to tell us where you saw these rankings showing it was favoriting me. One, because I want to feel better about myself. Uh, but two, I also want to go see uh, what that is. So definitely send us that way. Sleeper's been a bit of an adjustment for all us fogey, us old fogies. Uh, <clears throat> I do like how everything is in like included, like how we, the draft, we could adjust people's budget and, and things. Whereas last year we were like overbidding on guys. And then Ricky was manually adjusting the price. And he gets the end. <laughs> that oh, was confusing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad for that stuff, but it's taking some getting used to for me, uh, to the interface and, you know, wait, where's my, you know, news for my players and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I like it too. So we'll, we'll, you know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, give me a couple of weeks, and then I'll I'll probably figure out where everything is, and and uh, and not not miss any uh, waiver wire pickups or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, so we are recording this uh, Sunday night, so the draft is still fresh in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought we'd just start out with some some initial thoughts. You know, I was going coming into this. You know, I, I so this is my first podcast I've ever tried to record. Although I have listened to quite a few podcasts on fantasy football. And it's kind of funny because they all talk about, you know, if you listen, if any of you also listen to them, you know, you hear them talk about, well, you know, in our expert leagues, we're getting this, but you know, like in your home leagues, Oh, no one knows, you know, that they're just starting to look at football now. Like no one knows about any of these like breakouts or these sleepers and, and, uh, and so you'll be able to scoop them up and, you know, like, like listen to our advice. And I'm always thinking like, our, 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 uh, you know, our league must be getting pretty advanced. Cause I, you know, it, it seems like people are generally, uh, you know, they, they know some of these, uh, these, um, sleepers and rookies to look out for things like that. And then we had the draft and now I'm thinking maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, no, I understand, but you know, it, it seems like maybe with, uh, how busy our lives have gotten with, jobs and kids and all that kind of stuff that maybe we're just not quite as uh as prepared as we have in the you know prepared as we have been in the past uh being able to devote time to to this um (laughs) to this league i mean the best example is obviously jeff uh, nominating the wrong peers i mean that was a classic (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had his deep sleeper and he he really went for it in the early rounds and man he got him he got that alec pierce who's gonna be a big big star but (laughs) (laughs) you know he was actually on my on my draft she is maybe you know someone to to kind of grab right at the end so i thought he was just i thought he was just pulling a riley and you know kind of throwing up throwing up one of his rookies he wanted for two dollars there yeah uh trying to get him but (laughs) that was a good one Uh, jeff nice job and then of course (laughs) we had mike auto drafting this year so that was a a classic expert league move (laughs) 
I feel I feel bad for Mike. The poor guy didn't know what Greg was getting him into. You know, Greg bails on us, and uh, you know we fishhorn Mike into coming, and he has no idea. You know, keepers and you know our auction draft and. Although I do envy Mike that he was just relaxing in the pool right up until the moment of the draft. I, I and, and his team didn't turn out too bad, to be honest. No, no. Yeah, I know. We, we, maybe, you know, that's our bad for not, uh, not um, preparing him a little better yeah. <laughs> with, with uh, some of the rules. And doing, uh, fantasy football onboarding for things. new people when they come yeah. out the week. Yeah. Note, note for next time. Yeah, so. although hopefully we won't be adding new, new people, uh, except for adding Greg back uh, when we move up to a 12-team league again. Yeah, yep. <laughs> although if we go up to 12, we got to add, there'll be at least one more person that'll yeah. be coming in new. But uh, yeah, so anyway, as we get into the our kind of initial thoughts of the draft, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put something out there that, you know, if you have any other thoughts, but you know, something that really surprised me this year that kind of actually threw me off were the um, initial QB prices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was really surprised at first. I, I, at first I was really surprised that Riley kept Josh Allen for, uh, for $20. I was like, mm-hmm. man, like, cause historically, if you look back, I mean, if you look back last year, Patrick Mahomes, I think went for $14 and, and Josh Allen was kept for 10 and then no other quarterback went for, um, you know, went for double digit, yeah. double digits. Um, and so, you know, that in my head, I was thinking, okay, you know, top, if you want to get a top quarterback, you're come in and spend like between 10 and $15. And then, and then Riley keeps Allen for 20 and then Mahomes goes for, what was it? 23, $24, 20, so. yeah. $23. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, let's say 20, $22. And then Herbert goes for 18, 18. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> what's going on? I started yeah. freaking out. Cause my whole, like my whole plan was based around getting a quarterback, like a top quarterback for, um, you know, more closer to 10. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that actually really threw me off too, because, um, you know, I, I let some players go by, I, I had one spot that I probably could have gone up to $30 for a player, but I was afraid that I was going to bid go up for a QB. So all these players started going by. And then by the time I got my quarterback and ended up getting Lamar that I, that I wanted for seven, any player worth $30 was kind of, was kind of off the board already. Mm-hmm. So kind of yeah. threw me off a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, I was kind of surprised to see, to see those three go, go so much higher than uh, um, in the past. Yeah. No, I was surprised too, especially when Herbert went for 18. Uh, and obviously Mahomes going for more than Allen uh, would be, a, you know, that's going to be a, a win for Riley uh, that he was able to keep him for only 20. And uh, I had the same thing. I was looking low, you know, because they always say wait on QB, wait on QB. But I started to panic, you know, because people were going and I was like, I needed a QB. So I went with old Tom Brady. We'll see uh, <clears throat> if he still has one more year left in him. Uh, but yeah, that, that was surprising to me too. Yeah. And, and, and we'll see, cause you know, it then ended up shaking out where, you know, no one else went for above seven. Yeah. Really. Well, except for, I guess, I guess Rogers went for eight, but that was kind of the, that, that, that auto draft thing 
but and you know, it's still it's still not a terrible price for Rogers, but I think you know no, it's really could have gone for more like five or six. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so so we'll see how that uh how those high price quarterbacks pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. <clears throat> I think a big thing uh, for me from the draft was you know how um, many keepers there were. <laughs> so many keepers this year. I mean, I last year uh, there were 26 keepers, but it didn't seem like that many. Um, it honestly seemed like less than that to me. Yeah. Maybe I think you had most of them last year <laughs> <laughs> and they all stunk. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, so this year, 34 keepers, uh, was the count. And I mean, somebody was joking that, you know, there were almost full teams. I think Curtis had five keepers. Uh, I had four. I had four. Yeah. You had four. So there were, you know, some, some, and some solid, solid value, um, at those keepers, uh, with some of those people, you know, JK Dobbins being kept once he comes back healthy, James Connor, both by, by Josh. Um, and then, you know, Curtis and his wide receiver, you know, gaggle over there was he able to keep Pittman for 12 and even cd lamb for 24 uh so some great great keepers um you know justin jefferson 38 swift for 34 just a lot a lot going on so i mean it's not going to be too long before we're going to have to go full dynasty here i know that's what i've been saying i've been saying let's just let's just go full dynasty yeah Yeah, i mean it'll make the draft shorter if all i have to do is a rookie draft every year that's true. Maybe maybe we'll have to do a podcast on uh, pros and cons of going dynasty. Yeah, I, I will say one thing that surprised me in the draft is always those kind of mid range RBs. Um, you know, on the cheat sheets, they're always ranked you know like four, five, six bucks, like pretty small numbers, and they almost never go uh, for that range. And you know, guys um like ceh going for 15 dollars antonio gibson 15 dollars um you know david montgomery 21 rashad penny 15 so kind of those you know i think they called it like the running back dead zone um they they just in reality don't go for as cheap as some of the experts are saying because there's a premium on that position and when you need a running back you 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 got to get one um so just seeing those guys but then I think the other surprising thing was seeing some of those first starter running backs go for so cheap. Um, you know, Miles Sanders went for $6 and, you know, there's a lot of question marks there, but he's still a starting running back and Cordell Patterson, a lot of question marks there. He went for seven bucks or six bucks, um, but he's still the the starting running back there. So those could end up being, you know, real interesting values if those guys, you know, just perform as they did last year, basically. Um, so we'll, that was another uh, interesting thing from the draft for me. Oh yeah, for sure. You gotta, you gotta throw out those uh, evaluations on, on those charts. Cause like every, the, the thing I've learned you know, from all the years we've done this are, is that prices kind of, those prices go out the window. I mean, they're just trying to like, give you an idea of who's better than who by, you know, okay, this person's better. So they should be $4 and this person's not, I have them ranked lower. So they should be three, but you know, I mean, every league's so different, especially with our league, you know, we don't have kicker. We don't have defense. We got two flex spots, half PPR that it just kind of depends, especially 
you know, someone comes up and they're like, man, I, 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 I need that last running back. I'm thin at running back. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it, it only takes two people interested in one person for the price to kind of start inching its way up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course we'd be remiss before we moved on from the keepers is, you know, Curtis, I mean, calling him out, trying to pull a fast one on us, picking up Saquon Barkley in January uh, after the season was basically over and trying to keep him for 11 bucks. And uh, man, I trust Curtis. So I saw that. I was like, oh man, what a steal. I'm surprised somebody, you know, picked him up for $1 um, and nobody bid on him. I remember when he got dropped initially, uh, or maybe that was the year before when Riley dropped him and there was like a bidding war for the re-pickup value. So I was shocked, but I just believed that Curtis, you know, slipped one through on us, but it turns out he was trying to pull the wool over us. It would have been a good one. Yeah, that guy, I mean, he ended up, I think Barkley ended up going for 26. So that would have been a $15 value for Curtis there. So uh, Curtis, just a reminder that, you know, lying cheaters never prosper. Well, now that we have the, the teams, uh, the draft is over. Um, do you have any team that looks uh, particularly good to you? Yeah, I think as I'm looking at the, the rosters, that the team that I like the most is Ricky's team. And I'm just looking at it and I'm like, okay, he's got Jalen Hurts, who I had last year and he was great. Uh, So I think he's, you know, a real underrated quarterback. And then of course, Austin Eckler, just stud running back that, you know, some people were even saying you could take him instead of CMC. And then you know, he, he is a little struggling on the RBs there, but he's got David Montgomery and the ghost of Leonard Fournette. So I think, you know, he can at least get marginal production from those guys. And then, you know, his wide receivers, he's got big Mike Williams, uh, DK Metcalf. You can always count on uh, Ricky to take some uh, chargers. Uh, DK Metcalf could be good. So we'll see. Darren Waller, of course, is going to be great. And then he stocked up on some real nice rookies, which so I like his balance of going for now and the future because he's got Drake London, who is a target that a lot of people were looking at. He also picked up Chris Olave and Christian Watson uh, and even Trey Lance. So he's got some some great potential for the future there. Um, and then, you know, an underrated one is Rashad Penny. He's still the starter in Seattle on a run first, run heavy offense. Um, and so if he can keep it together, that could be a great pick at $15. So I, I think Ricky gets my A uh, grade for the draft. So nicely done, Ricky. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to talk about the other, Rashad. I, I, I think Bateman has a good year or a good chance to, you know, kind of have that second year breakout, especially now that Marquise Brown is on yeah. the uh, on the Cardinals. Maybe that was Ricky's, you know, strategy was draft Rashad's. John, did you have, who was your favorite team from the draft? All right, I, pr- I promise this isn't trying to, you know, suck up to my my co-host here. But you know, as much as I gave Sleeper a hard time, uh, I'm gonna have to actually go with. I I, I like the way your team's looking. I, I agree with. I, I like Ricky's, but I'm looking at your team. How you got, you know, you got Brady, um, and then Williams and Henry, and then I mean your two receivers with Diggs and, and Chase. Um, you know, you got some good um, value on Knox there in a in the top offense. Um, and then you've got some good, just flex players options, um, between, um, you know, if acres can, can bounce back, if, if Mitchell keeps his, um, starting job, you know, and, and is really the, cause say healthy, 
Uh, and even Terry McLaurin still, you know, the number one for, for Washington and, um, you know, so I'm like, what you're doing there. And, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of, you know, that is a mere white pickup. I like that for, for potentially next year. I mean, that they didn't, they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs fifth year option. So, you know, it looks like he could be out next year. And so you may have picked up the Raiders starting running back for next year for, you know, only a couple bucks. Um, so, yeah. so I, yeah, so I'm going there. Um, you know, I like, I like kind of what I, what I'm seeing. Um, now if you had to look at this and say, okay, you know, what, what, what team are you maybe the most worried about, uh, for this season? Yeah, I think the team I'm most worried about is Riley's team, Pikachu over there. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's got he's got Jonathan Taylor, who, I mean, is the best player, you know, arguably right now. Uh, but then after that, you know, his running back, too, is is either, you know, Travis Etienne or Michael Carter. Uh, you know, hopefully Etienne's back, but you know, that's not a guarantee. And what's his role going to be with James Robinson and all the coaching changes. So, um, you know, that, that's a, a risky business. Uh, and then, you know, after that, it's just, uh, there's not a whole lot there. There's, you know, Debo Samuel obviously can carry a team, but then, you know, Adam Thielen, what's he going to be like this year? Michael Thomas, is he even going to play? You know, I held on to him all last year, hoping he'd come back and and he never did. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, so there's the bare bones of a starting lineup there, but, but not really much depth. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a little concerned there for Riley, but then, you know, who am I to question him? He won last year. So, uh, you know, I don't know why I'm, I'm, you know, the guy who finished last is criticizing the guy who finished first. So we'll, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Well, you know, I, 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 Riley probably would say that he, he saw this coming, you know, I mean, he, um, you know, it's like the, the Lakers, right. They, uh, they basically gave away their entire future for the next seven years to get Anthony Davis. And, uh, you know, and he came in and, and they got their championship in the, uh, in the 2020 COVID bubble year, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and everyone's saying, well, you know, Hey, it's, it's worth it. A championship is, uh, hard to come by. So, you know, you'd rather have one championship and maybe a bleak future than to kind of maybe be competitive and never get it. So, so, so we'll see. Exactly. Um, I mean, the points to win and Riley won. So you can't really criticize that. And, you know, the amazing thing is, you know, Riley still put together a competitive team, um, even with, you know, a lot less draft capital, and, um, you know, and, he, and even if he's out this year, he, it's only one year and then he's right back to, you know, level playing field next year. Yeah. Yep. And he, you know, he grabbed a couple, a couple of rookies. So we'll see, uh, you know, with, uh, Nico Collins and, uh, um, Sky Moore, Sky Moore could always, is always interesting, uh, as part of that, you know, high flying chiefs offense. So, mm-hmm. so we'll see, um, you know, for me, I, I think, I think I'd be most worried potentially about Josh's team. I mean, again, there's some good players there, but I, I'm just a little, you know, as, as looking through and look at the question marks, um, you know, if, if Dobbins doesn't quite come back to form, um, you know, if Connor, uh, sees some of that, sees, sees some of that touchdown regression, um, and then, you know, 
Evans. Brady lost a lot on that offensive line. He's getting older. He seems like he's kind of maybe going a little crazy too. If you mm. have been following yeah. the preseason at all, um, you know, so we'll see kind of where his, his head space is at, you know, is uh, I think Bill Simmons was joking that, you know, he, he could even see, he could see Brady, like not even finishing the season, just being like, I'm done. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then, um, you know, DJ Moore, everyone, you know, for what, it seems like five years now, you know, Oh, you know, He's 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 an amazing talent. He's an amazing talent. He just doesn't get any touchdowns. But I mean, is is Baker that much of an upgrade to kind of mm-hmm. you know give him value? So so you know so we'll see. A lot can go right, but I think you know with with how many question marks there are it potentially, if 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 you know even two of those or you know three of those happen, it would really it could really negate the other two or three, if, if, if those pan out. So, um, so we'll see, but, you know, um, you know, this could be, uh, you know, it could be kind of like the Patriots, you know, like the end of the era, because, you know, Josh was kind of the, like, was, was the Bill Belichick of our league, always finding ways to get to playoffs win. you know, I mean, it's become a joke, right? Don't let Josh get him in the draft because you know, yeah. his Jedi mind trick us into, uh, you know, not, not taking players and letting him get, get good deals. So, uh, so, so we'll see, but, uh, you know, we'll see if, if, if this will be like, like the pa- the pa- Patriots and, um, maybe, uh, maybe it's time for, for someone else to, to get in there and, uh, and dethrone Josh's run of being in, if not winning, still staying in the top three every year, uh, for what seems like the last four or five, six seasons. <laughs> yeah. Is this John's Josh's first year without Aaron Jones? in quite a while. Yeah. I think you find, you know, so, so this could be the whole, like, you know, people debate, well, did, did, did Brady make Belichick or did Belichick make Brady? You know, so I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe we can ask, you know, did, did, did Aaron Jones make, make Josh or did, did Josh, uh, you know, make Aaron Jones? Yeah. I think it's a fair <laughs> question for us. Yeah. Um, I did want to give out what one, one quick draft award. Um, I'm, I'm going to give that to, uh, I have the, it's, it's the fool me once award. Um, and this goes out to Toby because, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of courage sticking with, with players who have, um, underperformed for, you You know, most people, they get bitten and they're like, the player on performance are like the next season, I am not touching that player no matter what, but, you know, Toby got in there and, and he went all in with McCaffrey again and Deontay Johnson, uh, despite their kind of lackluster performances, um, last year so so that so toby this awards for, for you good job for sticking sticking with them and uh and you know hey maybe they will reward your faith in them this year yeah i was surprised to see toby go for cmc again uh, after two years in a row and so um <laughs> well, I, I, was right. kind of think, I was going on cm i was bidding on cmc i was thinking maybe i'd get a value on him because people were afraid but nope he went for market value, if not over. Uh, so we'll, we'll see Toby. I mean, Toby ended up with the best available player, uh, you know, in the draft since Jay Jonathan Taylor wasn't uh, an option. So uh, <clears throat> that could, could pay off for him. I'm, I'm going to give a, a shout out most relaxed in the draft. I'm going to give that out to Curtis's cat. Uh, because man, on that break, when Curtis flipped over his camera, that cat was living the life, man. He was just so relaxed during the draft, 
so props to Curtis's cat for keeping things uh, chill. So that's that's where my award goes to. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's shift gears slightly here. Did you, did you have any um, any thoughts on on steals? Did anyone? Uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of us. The I, I think there was a, you know a pretty good number this year. I didn't feel like there was nearly as much guys going far below market value. The one guy who stood out to me uh, was Brandon Cooks. Uh, he went for twelve dollars to Josh, and uh, you know I was targeting him in the eighteen to twenty dollar range, um, at, you know for my flex spot, and uh, you know I had I had already ended up picking up Mitchell and um, McLaurin before this. So I was out on him, but uh, Josh ended up getting him for 12 bucks. I mean, he was a, a stud wide receiver one last year. He plays on the crummy Texans offense, but uh, you know, they still have to throw the ball and score points and uh, he's the guy there. So uh, I think that could end up being a, a real value there for Josh. Let's see. And then I, I think, yeah, there, there are a couple other, you are, you know, someone that one that you already mentioned was Miles Sanders going for six dollars yeah. i mean a starting uh i mean he's still the starter for the eagles uh you know he just had she had trouble um staying healthy but i mean they're supposed to be uh have have a great offensive line and improved offense so um you know getting him for for six dollars could could be a huge steal um yeah yeah, same for Cordell Patterson. I mean, he's still the starting running back in Atlanta. He was very productive last year and seven bucks for a starting running back. I mean, you know, that's that's bench depth, you know, that you can't can't uh, overvalue right there at, at only seven dollars. So nicely done to uh, those two drafters. Yeah, um, but kind of in in an, uh, the opposite direction. Um, do you have any any head scratchers uh, yeah. from, from this? I mean, I, you know, I went to bed after I finished drafting, woke up in the morning, pu- pulled open sleeper, looked at the draft, you know, recap. And immediately my first head scratcher was, Riley, why did you draft three tight ends, man? Uh, <laughs> hey, we have I mean, flex spots. I, I mean, we do have flex spots, but I don't know anybody who starts three tight ends. Uh, so, Riley, you got to tell us what you're thinking there, man. Um Cause you know, you're, I mean, maybe, maybe this is like some kind of deep, deep, uh, strategy that, uh, Riley's going for. Cause his first pick was Hawkinson of the draft. And I thought he was done drafting tight ends. And then I wake up and he's got three of them. Uh, so, um, that was, that was my big head scratcher. What about for you, John? What were your head well, scratchers? First it just in Riley's defense, I will say that two of the biggest, probably the, the two names I heard the most um from uh, from analysts saying you know if you're going to wait on, on tight end um were david ajoku and cole Komet. so you know maybe he's just uh you know taking a couple flyers there you know who who knows hawkinson hasn't totally panned you know been the stud that um everyone has uh has um talked about so you know when 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 dawson knox is, is struggling you know you just have to go to riley to <laughs> get one of his tight ends yeah, maybe that was his strategy was going for a trade later in the season. Yeah, uh, I, for me, um, I know you gave him your your grade A, but I would say the 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 backup uh, drafting Irv Smith, Ricky drafting Irv Smith for for three dollars, was kind of a head scratcher to me. I mean, he's the fourth option 
kind of probably on the on that team fifth if you include Cook because you've got you've got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They like that their second year guy in KJ Osborne, and then Dalvin Cook, and then you've got Irv Smith down there. Um, you know, he's kind of had some health issues and hasn't really lived up to to his his potential, but uh, but we'll see. Um, they uh, people are are on the Vikings offense this year, so we'll see. And I guess I also mentioned, I already mentioned my, my other head scratcher was just, uh, you know, how, how much, how much those three quarterbacks went for, for this year it really kind of surprised me. And we'll, we'll see if, if that pays off this year or not. All right. For those of you who are still listening to us, all, all one of you, or maybe none of you <laughs> have made it this far. And if you, if, if you have, I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> um, and if you haven't, you don't, you won't be hearing this, but I, I hold nothing against you. If you are no longer listening, <laughs> we do have one final segment though. And, uh, and we thought, um, I don't know, originally I called it riddle me this. I don't know if we, you know, I, we don't have a budget for any, any sound drops. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I was, I was kind of thinking we could, we could change it to, uh, you know, the, the whole Tom Cruise, you know, you can't handle the truth line. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we thought Brandon, yeah, Brandon, I thought we'd just quickly run through each team and, you know, cause in a 10, 10 team league, you know, it, it actually is pretty easy to, you know, ha- at least have, have a core of some solid players. Now, as he's saying, even with Riley's, uh, you know, budget is his, you know, low budget this year, you know, he is still able to, to put together, you know, what, what looks like a competitive team, maybe a little thin at some places, but, you know, in, in a, in a 10 or 14 team or 12 or 14 team league, um, you know, he probably would have been in his team would look pretty rough, uh, with, with the budget he had. So, um, you know, so, you know, beginning the season, you look at everyone's team, you're like, okay, I like some teams look maybe a little better than others, but you know, you wouldn't say that no one's out of it yet. Uh, but we just kind of went through and, you know, kind of, kind of maybe look and see, uh, you know, what, what's the biggest question for, for each team. Uh, so we're just going to kind of go back and forth. Um, you know, I was going to start with, with, with Phil's team. Um, actually really, I, I, he kind of maybe got what would be my, my second pick. Um, for, for when we were talking about making the grade, but um, I, yeah, I almost gave him an award that of the uh, you know this is is just so crazy you know it's so crazy it might just work award um, mm-hmm. because I really like he's got a great set of receivers and so if if he can just squeeze whatever's left out of Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott, um, I think he's got a really good shot at um, at going far this this year um, you know with Kyler Murray. Um, Goddard's poised to make it, make a breakout. So, um, really the question is, is can, uh, you know, can he get enough out of those running backs, um, to take him uh, to a winning season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a strong team and he's got Gibson and Pierce, you know, on the bench or that he could put in his flex spot. So, uh, definitely, uh, for next up is Jeff's team. I think the biggest question for him is, man, can he get any production from those flex spots um, week in and week out? He obviously went big um, with Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I mean, four top tier players, uh, and he didn't have a whole lot left for the rest of his team. So, I mean, he's going to be starting Cordell Patterson and, you know, Devontae Smith in his, um, you know, flex spot. So I think that's the big question, you know, if Patterson is what he was last year and if Jeff's deep sleeper, Alex Pierce has a breakout, you know, he might be okay. Um, but I think that's the biggest question for Jeff. Yeah. And I guess next up would be 
Toby, um, I guess just the biggest question for him was, did he go back to the well one too many times and, and spend a little too much on, on, um, Christian McCaffrey? Um, you know, we've got, uh, cause I, I think that did kind of leave him, you know, we, I think we even heard during the draft, you know, he was having trouble finding those, those receivers, some of those budget, you know, or mid-level players later in the draft that he could afford. Um, so, you know, we'll just see if, if he's able to kind of get something out of some of these, these cheaper players that he had to kind of go to, you know, I mean, Hopkins could always be a great deal at five bucks when he comes back from suspension as we, you know, we talked about Sanders, but, uh, but if you look kind of beyond McCaffrey, Swift, Wilson, I mean, Waddle's even been dealing with this kind of injury all preseason that we're not even really kind of sure what's going on. So, uh, um, and, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson doesn't have Ben Roethlisberger throwing three yard passes every single down. Uh, so, um, you know, it starts getting a little thin as, as you move down through his roster. Yeah. Yeah. For Ricky, I think the big question is, you know, can Leonard Fournette be good again? And does he have enough running back depth? I mean, you know, he, he falls off pretty quick there. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the question is, are, are those, is, is Leonard Fournette going to be what he was last year? You know, is Rashad Penny going to, going to actually hit, um, David Montgomery, he was real good at the end of the season, but I had him at the beginning of the season and he wasn't very good then. So, uh, which David Montgomery are you going to get? So, um, you know, that, that just drops off pretty quick there after Austin Eckler. So, um, you know, we'll see if that one stud running back can, can carry his team. Yeah. And I kind of, for our next team with Curtis's team, I, I, I had the same thought, you know, he's got, um, I think great value on Kamara at $43, but then yeah. when your RB2 is, is Jacobs and then, um, you know, really after that, you know, the rest of his, his running back core is James Robinson, Mike Davis, Tyler Algier and, and Ronald Jones. So I think he actually dropped, uh, today, um, uh, and picked up someone else, but, uh, yeah, um, you know, he really needs, well, I guess I, we have less doubts about Kamara, but he really needs Jacobs to have, uh, to kind of put up those RB two numbers, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, it, you know, filling that getting production out of RB two spot might be a little, a little tough week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for John, you're next. I think, you know, one year is, are those players going to break out? I think that's the big question. Um, you know, AJ Dillon's been somebody who's been kind of on the fringe here now for a year. And is Sutton going to make that leap with um, with w- Wilson under center? And Pitts, is he going to make the leap? And then James Cook could be incredible, but but he, you know, hasn't, hasn't proved anything yet. And so there's a lot of, you know, are those guys going to break out? And if they do, you know, you're going to, that's going to be obviously what you're counting on. Uh, but I also think, what about that RB2 slot? You know, AJ Dillon, he's not the starter there. And so if he's, if he doesn't, you know, hit and Aaron Jones really takes over, you're starting James Cook or Amande Stevenson there. Um, so that's a big question. But I think, you know, we got to kind of have the news drop. Da-na-na, da-na-na, breaking news. Uh, you know, there's a trade today. And so we need to break down that trade. Curtis sends Michael Pittman Jr. to John uh, for um, Gabe Davis and Chase Hedman. So uh, great trade, I think, for both teams here. 
Um, and I think interestingly enough, you know, we wrote up all these notes and observations um, before the trade broke, and this trade kind of addresses both teams' needs. Uh, John gets somebody with some proven production. I mean, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. was just a stud last year, um, so he gets some proven production. But he sends two high upside guys back. And, uh, you know, so Gabe Davis and, and Chase Edmonds, both guys with high upside. Curtis gets a, um, you know, a more solid running back there if, if he needs to fill in for Jacobs or Kamara. Uh, so both guys kind of addressed some of their needs. I like this trade for both teams. Uh, and I love seeing these trades, guys. Keep them coming. So nice job, Curtis. Nice job, John. Is, is that a, a record? I've, been involved i've gotten three trades going before the season's even started i i mean i don't remember any trades happening before <laughs> the season started so i think that has to be a record hey if, if you're not trading you're not trying that's that's my motto that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's see we got we just got a couple more moving on so so riley uh riley's team's next and, and i mean I, obviously the big question is you know can jonathan taylor carry the team on on his back you know i mean he, i think for riley to be competitive you know he's got to get that number one production out of jonathan taylor and you know he's got to have him put up those you know 22 23 24 point games um, um every week so uh you know we'll see if he can do that and and even yeah i think part of the reason why i was kind of like willing to trade him was how much work they were giving him at the end of last season. And, you know, all of a sudden he was seeing 22, 23, 20, I think one game he had 26 carries and, you know, for a second year back and just kind of wondering, you know, is he going to hold up to that, uh, to that workload? So, so we'll see. Yeah. I think you missed the the real question though. The, the big question for Riley is what did he do with his winnings from last year? So uh, Riley, you got to uh, come into the listener mailbag and, and tell us what you did with your money. Uh, and we'll, we'll put it on the next podcast. Uh, so next up is Mike's team. So I think the big question for him is what's going to happen in Kansas city. Um, you know, Mike got both Juju and Clive Edwards Hilaire at, at honestly pretty good value. And so Juju is somebody I was targeting because people are really sleeping on Kansas City. I mean, this is arguably, you know, I guess the Bills are are up there too, but arguably the best offense in the league. And um, you know, Mike's going heavy with exposure to them. And if Juju breaks out, that's going to be a steal. If Juju's, you know, 75% of what Tyreek Hill was in that offense, that's going to be a great price. If CEH will ever turn the corner and live up to that hype, uh, I have a personal, you know, gripe against CEH because I drafted him, you know, high when his rookie year and he was a total flop. Uh, but if he could ever, you know, turn the corner, um, maybe this is the year with Tyreek gone and, uh, so I think that's, you know, uh, a real, a real big question there for Mike's team, but, but one that I think could end up having a real positive outcome. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I've, I've got a bias against Siege cause I picked up last year thinking he was a value all of a sudden Yeah, and did nothing. <laughs> so they, maybe this is, maybe this is his year. It, it's definitely his year. Cause neither you or I have him, John. <laughs> of course that, that exactly. That's why it'll be his year. Right. <laughs> And uh, last but not least, Brandon, your team. Um, you know, again, like I, I had some pretty good things to say about your team. Sleeper had some pretty good things to say about your team, apparently. But you know, with with Brady, I mean, it's hard to doubt him until he has a bad season. 
but uh, you know, he, that, that some of those losses to that offensive line were huge. And, uh, and so we'll see if he can keep up, uh, you know, his, his production. It's crazy that he's older than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still playing at a top level, but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, can Henry come back, stay healthy? Um, and yeah, I, I think some of those things with, with, yeah, I like your running backs, but with, um, you know, with, with Javante, how much is Melvin Gordon going to eat into his, mm-hmm. his workload? Can Henry stay healthy? Um, you know, are they going to stack the boxes now that AJ Green or AJ Brown is gone? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they don't really have a, a wide receiver, um, to throw to. And then, you know, Kim Cam Akers, you know, everyone's saying, you know, he got a ton of carries at the end of last year, but didn't look good at all. Um, I think, you know, he was rushing like 23 carries for like 56 yards or something like that. Right. was one of the games. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll see if, you know, if he's had more time to bounce back and, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully he does do better than that. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential when you're running backs, but, uh, there's also still a lot of question marks there too. Yeah. The big, thing, the big head scratcher for me when I woke up the next morning was I realized I drafted Tennessee's running back and both their wide receivers. <laughs> oh. so I'm, I'm going for a high exposure to that high fly and Tennessee Titans offense. So maybe I'll have to pick up Tannehill so I can have a stack there. Uh, there you but yeah, go. I didn't mean to, I, I just picked up Robert Woods and Trevion Burks or Trayvon Burks uh, by kind of accident. So anyway. Well, that is it for this episode. Um, hopefully we'll put out some more. We'll see. We's see if you guys yeah. like it. We'll see yeah, if anyone's give, still listening to this at this point again. Yeah, uh, give us some feedback guys. Let us know if you like the podcast, if there's segments you want us to hear. Uh, or if you disagree with things that we've said, you know, let us know in the sleeper chat uh you know we're we're you know available and and engaged with our audience so we'll respond to questions and uh you know if you have a, a issue with something we said let us know we're 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 open to that dialogue that's right that's right we, you know and, you know send your send your thoughts questions feedback we, we got a mailbag maybe we'll do a mailbag episode no we won't get that much but <laughs> you know hey we set up an email address pod of slow fellas at gmail.com send us sit Send us your uh, your your thoughts, and uh, and you know maybe we'll read them on air. <laughs> we'll definitely read them on air. <laughs> if we get any. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, uh, yeah, Brandon, it's been it's 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 been fun, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll see how this progresses throughout the rest of the season. Same to you, John. Thanks for doing this with me, and uh, good luck this week, everyone. <laughs>